Hello and welcome to Underground Chicago Talk. I'm your host, Rudolph, with another episode of Chicago Runoff War. Yes, with candidate Brandon Johnson and Republican candidate Paul Vallis. Now, we're calling Paul the ghost of Bill Thompson here in Chicago because uh, there hasn't been a Republican mayor in Chicago City Hall since 1915. Yes, 108 years ago. Now, just the other day, show you how desperate things are. Paul Vallis was running an old news clip of Bill Clinton uh, congratulating him for the supposedly improved stats of uh, Chicago public school children. I mean, this, this dates back. Most people, most young people today don't even know who Bill Clinton uh, is. They really don't. Uh, every now and then he comes out when somebody passes or whatever, but for him to dig up Bill Clinton and have Bill Clinton, and somebody must have told him, Paul, take that down because I haven't seen it lately. <laughs> I mean, Bill Clinton, please, that I, I did not have sex with that woman, that guy? Yeah, and we're supposed to take his word. Come on, give me a break. And then there's Jesse White. Yes, Jesse. Jesse is the former Secretary of State uh, for Illinois. And believe me, he was a uh, uh, very innovative guy. He brought some innovative things into the Secretary of State's office. Uh, made some improvements here and there, considering all the types of the Secretary of State we had had here in Illinois. We've had all kinds of crooked ones and guys to go to jail. At least Jesse never went to jail. So that's a plus for him. Uh, but he has done some innovative things, brought some innovative things to the office. And he just retired here this year, uh, chose not to run again. Well, at 89, come on, 89 years old, he should have been out of there a long time ago, long time ago. Uh, but we see him here every channel, every channel you turn to. Uh, there he is, being blasted across the screen. And it's so funny because <laughs> he doesn't have any eyebrows any longer. I mean, it's like, oh, come on, paint some, paint some eyebrows or something on there. Uh, but it's just, it's just a funny picture of him. <laughs> yeah, at least I found it funny in looking at him, you know. Uh, but there he is. Blasted across the screen, carrying on, you know. Uh, and he's supposed to be lining up uh, Vallis' Black Church Crawl Tour. Now, that's a that's where he lines up a lot of black ministers, churches across the city, south side, west side, and uh, a few here on the north side, and take them to... Uh, uh, take Vallis there, and Vallis will go into the pulpit in church uh, of the church and speak to the congregation, uh, interrupting the services. <laughs> I always do it on a Sunday. They don't go over there on the, uh, 
Wednesday to choir rehearsal or anything. No, it's a Sunday that they go. And uh, that's that's a tradition of black churches that uh, should have been dropped a long time ago. Yeah, really. It, it was it was introduced uh, back right after slavery when black people, uh, politicians or whatever, would get together talking to speak with black people. And uh, they would come to the church and they would allow them to speak. Uh, black speakers and white speakers who were, you know, uh, of, about black causes. And black ministers in the, the black churches, because they grew up under these traditions, it's just been passed down over a period of time. You know, so it's, it's continued. But it should be dropped, and this is one of the reasons it should be dropped, because we never see, we never see this kind of thing going on in white churches or Hispanic churches. We don't. Catholic churches, we don't see it. So, but it's a, that's a part of black culture that should be dropped. Uh, should have been left behind a long, long time ago. But then it's, it's not bad enough that they let them speak uh, in the church pulpit. But do we have to take up a love offering? Please. These are poor folks. Most of them just average folks who've got money to be given to a politician. Out of a love offer. Love what? They've never even been there. It should be. They didn't take up a love offering to give to uh, the woman down the street who needs grocery. That's what the money should be going into. Stuff like that. Not love offerings given to politicians. Please. Come on. <sighs> a love offering. Come on. Get out of here. You know, the, I tell you the, the one thing, the, the one Vallis endorse, endorser who really surprised me is Jamal Green. Now, early on, I, 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 I was watching this young man and following this young man, and he impressed me a great deal uh, uh, in the earlier stages of what he was doing, dating back to uh, his... Chase Bank uh, encounters. Uh, it really impressive. Now, that young man really surprised me when, when he came forward and endorsed Ballas. Uh, because I watched the debate, and I mean, he was all in Ballas's uh, butt, and the things that he uh, was saying about the other candidates and so forth. I was just surprised at how it all uh, came down to see, then to see him and uh, Ballas uh, at somebody's, either Jamal's house or, uh, or I know it wasn't at Paul, Paul Ballas's house, but they were sitting there with two big orders of Harold's chicken eating it. <laughs> Yes, I had to laugh when I saw it. Oh, Kabal, Jamal, the last thing you need to be doing is sitting there eating from the bag uh, Harold's chicken with Vallis. I mean, the way chicken has been associated with black people, chicken and watermelon. Come on, please. <laughs> that, that to me was the, 
It was like, Jamal, you should know better. You're 27 years old. You're not that uh, stupid. Come on. It was laughable, believe me. That's laughable. I can imagine, uh, I'm sure, uh, uh, Paul wanted his with gizzards on the side. <laughs> Fried hard. Oh, yeah. That's Harold's menu. Come on now. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and all I can say is, Jamal, 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 you should know better. You should know better. Yes. Then there's Emil Jones. Oh. Now, I thought this guy died years ago. I really, I really did. I was shocked. What? Emil? I had to ask uh, my uh, friend that I was uh, sitting there having lunch with. Uh, didn't email pass some time ago? <laughs> no, email's still here. It's just been uh, silent, you know. Uh, down in Alabama or someplace uh, since retirement. Uh, I don't know. But it was email. And there he was. Carrying on. You know, these old school politicians. The old black school politician. Yeah, oh, there's something else. I'm, I'm telling you. Seem like they're digging them all up. They're digging them all up. They're coming out of the woodwork. Yes, I don't know what it is. Then there's, uh, what's her name? Joyce Kenner, uh, the uh, former principal with Whitney Young. Oh, boy. Let her tell it. She's never had a boss as good as Valens. He's the best uh, ever that she's worked for in, uh, what, 37 years of uh, being in education? Please. <laughs> yes. I don't know what. What are they drinking? I don't know what it is. Drinking or smoking something. I know we got a lot of dispensaries here in Chicago, but boy, what are these people smoking? No. It's been 108 years since Chicago had a Republican mayor. Yes, 108 years. And there's a reason for that. Yes. Now, the blacks endorsing Dallas know that they know he's a Republican. But they're blue dogs. They're blue dog Democrats. Oh, yes, you got black and white blue dog Democrats. The blue dog in them is just driving them to go against the whatever progress there is a chance of, of maintaining. Because if you notice something, every time it seems that black politicians gain power in Chicago or the county or whatever, they only hold on to it for a very short period of time and they give it up because they all go against each other. It's not that the outside forces are fighting. It's they can never come together. Uh, right now, I don't think... Uh, I Is there an agenda where... Uh, uh, maybe I'm missing out on it. Is there a time period where the black politicians in the city, the, the state and the county uh, all get together and come up with a focused agenda of uh, what should be specifically 
aimed at supporting the black community. The only time you hear about this so-called uh, what we're going, every every politician said what he's going to give and do for the black community uh, if they give him the support that he needs. And they give it to him every time, and they never get anything out of it. I saw the same thing happen, uh, uh, Richard, uh, Richie, Daly, uh, Rahm Emanuel, uh, the only person who didn't promise the black community uh, everything to get their vote, believe it or not, was Laura Lightfoot. She didn't promise them anything. And they didn't uh, really, really the black community didn't rally around her the way they should have. But then they put up all of these uh, 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 straw dogs like Jamal Green and uh, Sawyer and uh, a lot of others to take votes away from her. But that's the old cabal to take those votes away from her because you only got so many black registered voters. It's like right now, you only got so many black registered voters. And if the black registered voters don't hold together, uh, the other voters who are going to vote I mean, you've already diminished the, the, the vote count. You know, and we know the Hispanics pretty much uh, <clears throat> always go the way of the wild goose. Uh, then, you know, that's, that's the way that goes. Then you got the, the uh, Asian vote. So, you know, you only got a certain number of votes. Yes. Now, the National Democrats are beginning to endorse Brandon Johnson because they know to lose the Democratic mayoral seat here in Chicago spells big trouble for the party nationally. That's why people like Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Jan Strakowski, uh, Jim Clyborne, uh, Danny Davis, uh, Chuy Garcia, and Jesse Jackson are have endorsed Brandon Johnson because they know, they see the big picture. They're not looking at the narrow uh, picture that these black politicians like uh, uh, Jesse White and Emil Jones and, and uh, the, they're, they're looking at the very, they're not looking at the national implication here to lose Chicago. They can't be. Otherwise, they wouldn't be backing this Republican. Why? They wouldn't. And I asked the question, why are black Democrats endorsing ballots? Don't they understand that this is not the time to give Republicans a Chicago victory of City Hall, the fifth floor? No, this is not the time. Boy, if the, believe me, come April 4th, if the Republicans take City Hall, oh, Trump and all of them are going to have a field day. Uh, you talking about a celebration? <laughs> this would be a celebration after 108 years of not having it. We celebrate so hard, I may go out and celebrate with him <laughs> just to celebrate. Now, the young man, the young man they should be supporting, believe it or not, is Brandon Johnson. He's an educator and a politician. He's a young man, born in 1976. Yeah, young man. 
my, 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 my daughter's age. He's a member of the Democratic Party, which is a split party right now. Pretwink was heading up a, a branch of it, and, and obviously uh, here on the north side, there's a whole different branch of Democratic Party because Jesse and all of them are with the Republicans. They're supporting the Republicans. So there is a split in the Democratic Party. Now, Johnson served on the Cook County uh, Board of Commissioners. He still served on it. Represent the 1st District. Uh, he won the second most votes in the first round of February 28th election. He's for uh, uh, safe and vibrant neighborhoods, affordable housing, health care. God knows we need better health care and affordable housing. And fully funded schools. Those are the things he's for. He was a teacher. Now, many, many of our young, younger voters were, were, were just born 40 years ago. And now they're adults. Voting. Been voting since they were 21. But most of them got in at least, if they're 40 years old, they got in at least uh, 15 years of voting. Young people, it's your city for the next 50 years, believe me. The next 50 years is your city. So be very wise in how you give your vote to people who are going to make laws that are going to affect you and your young family getting to your 70s and 80s or just reaching a retirement, you know. Now, do you want to go forward or backwards? Vallis has already said that if elected to mayor, he would be using uh, Daly and Rahm Emanuel's old administrators and whatnot in his uh, administration. We know all about that. We know about that. Those are those are the same people that we have been trying to get away from every election, but we never seem to get too far. So I say, good people of Chicago, don't let the ghost of Big Bill Thompson uh, have City Hall again. Keep Big Bill Thompson ghosts out of City Hall. However they come in, what sheep clothing clothing they come in, keep them out. Now, early voting starts March 20th. It's also the first day of spring. So, you don't know where to go, call the Board of Elections here in downtown and find out for your uh, uh, automatic office and find out where you can go and vote. Because during uh, early voting, you can vote. You don't have to vote in the ward in which you can vote uh, where you're at, downtown, at work. Uh, you can run out if there's a location and do it. So go ahead on and get that out of the way. Now, it starts on March 20th. 
Be stronger than your excuse. Vote. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, (coughs) go to the support button and share the podcast with a friend. And uh, thanks for listening. Until next time. Vote.